Yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of AMP Radio, brought to you as ever by the AMP Radio Network. My name is Proteus. I am coming at you live and direct from the AMP Studios International. That's right, the mean streets and the defrosting streets of Brantford, Ontario. We are here tonight not to do hashtag smack my picks up as we usually do. Ladies and gentlemen, we are here to do a little bit of this week in MMA because we have a very rare week off of all MMA action. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, the UFC goes live and direct next week uh, with a great fight, Holloway Poirier 2 uh, for the interim title. But this week, I digress. We'll get into that next week. This week, what we're going to do, ladies and gentlemen, is just do a little review of the weekend that was. We had the UFC on ESPN2. That's right, ESPN proper, also known as Barbosa versus Gaethje. We had a lot of news coming out of this weekend, and we didn't really talk about any of the other shows that were on this weekend. Of course, Bellator had a show, and we're going to talk about that because, you know, our boy Daniel Strauss came back, Bellator 219. I want to talk a little bit of 1FC and the stories that came out of that particular promotion, ladies and gentlemen, and I think in between segments, what we're going to do is we're going to have a little up-down report. DJ Tony's going to run that one. And then we're going to get to a little bit of news and notes because this week has been pretty exciting for news in the world of MMA. I guess they have to keep us entertained whilst there's no card. Let's go ahead and bring in the usual cast of characters. I am lucky enough to be joined by them again, ladies and gentlemen. So let's go ahead and bring her in. If you don't know her and you don't love her, she is the first lady of AMP Radio, and you will love her. It's Pam from North Carolina. Cue that music, DJ Tony. Hi, guys. Good evening, I gotta Pamela. Tell you, man, How it's are like you? Been, um, oh, my gosh. Cold and hot at the same time. It's like snowing and, and sunburned city here. It's just crazy. And I am going to announce that basketball season is officially over at my house. Boom. Yes. Um, <laughs> unfortunately, Pam, I, we both had mm. a very bad weekend uh, this Man. weekend when it comes to uh, not only MMA but college basketball because you and I, right. Pam, had a bad MMA week as well. Um, so how Damn. are you feeling? Give us the update on the re- on the the health report. What you got going on? You still oh, sick? much better. I no, I'm I'm actually I'm still a little bit still. You know the the last episodes of my my coughing are still in my system, but I'm on my Sweet. last antibiotic today. I'm taking my last one, so feeling right. better. Um, up to par, going getting ready to go back to my workouts next week. So I, I'm I want normal again. Absolutely. Very, very good indeed. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's move on real quickly to the next cast of characters. You know him, you love him as well. He's the big boss man. He's the original B-boy himself, and he took a little trip this weekend. He had a good weekend as far as we know. We'll catch up with him. It's Tony time, bitches. Proteus and Pam, Marco, just like the other Tony, I might be losing my mind. 
So I think Marco and I had a good, good, good week. So shout out to Marco and me. That's Very good. Winning. Yeah, Pam, throwing out that in the trash talk. <laughs> I'm not salty at all. <laughs> no, no. Oh, but as I mentioned, well, uh, DJ Tony. <laughs> Darn it. DJ Tony, it is crazy. But let's go ahead and bring in the star of the show himself. Deep from the heart. Pammy, you got your voice back? Oh, That's Texas. Texas. <laughs> it's Marco from Michael, brother. <laughs> Marco from Ecuador, where on the road to WrestleMania, will Brock Lesnar defend the Universal title? Will Ronda Rousey beat Chandler Flair and Becky Lynch? Oh, wait, wrong podcast, man. Yeah, we don't talk about that shit on here. But, uh, yeah, slow week of MMA this week, so we're going to have to take some notes, some reviews, see how we did on our predictions, see what is going on in this crazy world of MMA. I mean, you mentioned Brock and Ronda a little bit because they used to fight in MMA. They're doing good on the WWE too, man. Let's talk some MMA. Absolutely, Marco. You are correct. Thank you. Correct Correct Amundo. Let's get into it. So let's review the weekend that was. Let's start with hashtag UFC on ESPN2, also known as, as we mentioned last week, hashtag UFC Philadelphia. Let's start in the main event, ladies and gentlemen, because this did not last very long. Marco, we're going to throw to you. So uh, the minus 140, Edson Barboza against, you know, the plus 110, Justin Gaethje. What you got? It was a quick fight, but uh, there may have been some shenanigans. What you got, Marco? So Justin, the highlight game, Mr. Violence personified. Do it Everybody, you know, there is somebody needs to know about this guy. This guy got more bonuses on the UFC than he got fights. He got seven bonuses, seven bonuses of five fights already. If this guy is not freaking money, literally, I don't know what the definition of money is, man. Entertaining fight for as long as it lasted. Uh, Gage is getting better, dude. I mean, the way he approached the fight, he didn't get hurt so much. If at all, he put the lights out of Barbosa. I mean, he always struck the striker. And uh, what can I say, dude? I mean, he's, he's ranked on the, uh, inside the top ten, uh, the top five, maybe. He's calling out everybody ahead of him. And then we got Paul Felder calling him from the, from the commentary booth. Uh, look, I understand that Gage probably deserves a high profile fight, but because of the state, of the light, lightweight division right now. You know, we got Habib, that is suspended until September. We got freaking Connor, that is being a freaking idiot and doing a stupid shit on Twitter and selling whiskey. Uh, Tony Ferguson, we don't know what he's exactly going back because, you know, he got a crazy, so he got to go see a psychiatrist. And then you got Dusty Poirier, a fighting Max Arway from the interim title. Kevin Lee just went to walk away. There is really nobody at the moment for freaking uh, Justin Gaethje to fight. And it is ready-made for TV. They got a little, uh, you know, back and forward on the on the, uh, on the the desk, on the ESPN desk with Paul Felder. Paul Felder very respectfully called him out. And uh, Justin Gaethje kind of sort of got annoyed about it. 
But it would be an entertaining fight in the meantime. I mean, number nine versus number six. I would put money to see that. Every time I see just to get you fight, it's bad CTV. The guy has established himself as bad CTV. So let's get that. In the meantime, I would heavily favor it just to get you to win. Uh, or, or if not, a second good alternative would be the winner of Cerrone versus Algebra. But let's get this guy big fights now. That's, and, and we are overdue with this guy. I want to see this guy fight now. Fight a lot. Yeah, I mean, you're jumping the gun a little bit uh, on one of the topics that I wanted to get into about Justin Gaethje and, of course, Paul Felder. We'll get into that later, but thank you very much for bringing it up because that is, you know, the story arc of this fight. Uh, Pammy, let's let's mm-hmm. hear you because I, I had a I had a I had a while watching these fights. I, I thought to myself, okay, Justin Gaethje did what Justin Gaethje does, but he may have also uh, really, really poked Edson Barbosa in the eye, let's mm-hmm. be honest, right there. Uh, and also, I, I just wanted to wonder, you know, how in the eyes of Dana White and the, the executives that be, that Josh Emmett um, in his knockout and the fight with Michael Johnson um, wasn't a better knockout. I mean, yes, it was in the main event. I understand that. But, Pammy, let's throw to you and your thoughts mm-hmm. on Edson Barbosa versus Ju- Justin Gaethje. Well, Gaethje, or Josh, Josh Emmett is not Justin Gaethje, first of all. So, I mean, of course, so, of course they're going to give it to Gaethje. But um, I, I don't know if, if that I poke made, you know, a difference in the fight. I'm kind of a little bit wondering if Edson's head was in the game because, you know, he flew home and his wife had the baby, had a baby. So he flew home in time for his wife to have a, to have a baby. So, I'm wondering if that was, in, you know, in the back of, of their mind. But, you know, could have, would have, should have, um, great win by Gagey. And um, I, for one, would like to see Al Iaquinta against Justin Gagey. I mean, you've got two amazing wrestlers. Um, I, I think that would be pretty fun to watch. Yeah, I, got two, uh, I got the answer for Chavez real quick. Josh Chavez was uneligible for a, for a bonus because uh, – I think one or two fights ago, he missed weight. So they are uneligible for bonuses for like three oh, fights after that. Oh, okay. But as a consolation prize, he was the number one pick on the Sports Center top 10 that night. He made number one on the Sports Center. So, you know, that's actually cool. But just, that's why he, he didn't get the, the bonus because uh, he was uneligible for, for missing weight on, on a, a couple of fights ago. Okay. All right, DJ Tony. Now, and as he we, not? Oh. Let me throw something else in there. I, and I, I said, I, I think I sent it to Tony, but does he not look like the guy from Powder? Do you remember that movie, Powder? Yeah, I remember Powder, yeah. Doesn't he? I mean, he, his shaved head and white skin. Guy? I'll give you that, Pam, absolutely. So, yeah. DJ Tony, let's move on from that and, and get your thoughts on this because – you know, <clears throat> Marco brings up a good point that, uh, you know, the UFC is just going to hand out uh, any kind of um, punishment that they want. I mean, I mean the, two fights ago, he missed weight, so he's not still eligible. They, we saw that they did this with uh, Ally Akinta as well for missing, uh, I think it was um, um, uh, fight night. It was, a, it was a, a UFC meeting that he missed. Anyways, um, Let's throw to the to the fight though, because I thought this fight, uh, I thought that the eye poke did 
enter into because if you watch the replay, if you watch the fight back, you can see Anson really having a lot of trouble with that eye. And of course, if you see the after effect, and also as as you mentioned in our text messages back and forth, and that Pam just mentioned, perhaps his uh, Edson Barbosa's head wasn't always in the game there. I mean, his, as you as Pam just mentioned, his wife did give birth the next day. So what you got going on here in the main event of uh, UFC on ESPN2, DJ Tony? I'm still cracking up from Pam's joke. <laughs> like, literally, she, she got a great response on Twitter on that one. It was so cold, but darn, that was a, that was a tough one um, on the powder joke. So if, shout out to Pam on that one. If you know who powder is, right? If you know who powder <laughs> is, then it makes sense. Yeah, it was, gosh, Pam killed it. She made my wife, like, literally crack up and and spill out her water. But I will say this. I agree with Pam on this one, Proteus. The eye poke certainly, I think, had something to do with it, but not as greatly as we we think. I think, listen, if our significant other is giving birth, I think that's going to – just like, you know, Markle's done it, you've done it, you know, Pam has certainly done it, I've done it – well, not given birth, but been there in that situation. I think his mind was elsewhere, but let's give credit where credit is due. I think we're too quick to give somebody else the credit um, or perhaps an excuse instead of saying, hey, listen, Gagey did what I didn't think would happen. And I, listen, so many people have said this, Proteus, and, uh, and Marco said this too. I don't, and I said this via text to you. Are, are we giving Gagey really that much credit for fighting smarter? Or did he just not get hit? So, and I don't mean, and I mean Barbosa either not being in a game, everyone has a bad night. Heck, we, we saw Woodley have a bad night. So I think you got to give it up to both. Barbosa's head wasn't in there. Gagey just, Gagey's Gagey. So shout out to him. And, you know, you know they're going to get yeah, their favorites Bar- bonuses. Barbosa's so was, what are you going to do? Barbosa really, uh, Barbosa really wasn't really in there after freaking Gagey knocked it off his <laughs> All right, guys. So let me let me give my two cents worth on this one because I I watched it back and I watched it back after uh, the event went live, and yeah, I mean Edson Barbosa and Justin Gaethje were carrying this card, right? I mean, big ESPN, lots of eyes. Uh, this is kind of what you want if you're the UFC and you're on uh, ESPN. You want something like this to happen. You want a spectacular knockout and Justin Gaethje does what Justin Gaethje does. Okay. Um, he gets in your face. And that's what I said when we did the breakdown, Justin Gaethje gets in his face and, in, in, and allows Edson Bar gets Edson Barbosa to work in Justin Gaethje land. Then it's not going to be a long night or a great night for Edson. And it wasn't, I do think guys, uh, you know, Justin was getting to Edson early and he rattled him, and I think Edson, as you guys mentioned, kind of was throwing caution to the wind and, and, and got stung by Justin Gaethje because he's got big power, and we knew that coming into this. You know, we're, we, We've talked about Justin Gaethje since he moved over from the World Series of Fighting, which is now the PFL, um, and we, we've been up and down on this roller coaster of, of Justin Gaethje. I think he's, he does what he does, and he wants to go out there, and he wants to throw down, and he gets – most guys to go out there and throw down with him and 
sometimes the guys who are willing to throw down with him uh, don't get poked in the eye viciously. I think the poke in the eye guys had something to do with it. Yes, Edson Barbosa was on uh, wobbly, wobbly legs and was retreating up against the fence, got poked in the eye, and I don't think he was the same after that, guys. I think he had a lot of trouble seeing uh, where those punches were coming, especially the one that got him that Marco mentioned uh, was coming from that side where he had been poked. And I don't believe he could see out of the, that eye. So uh, well, I, I wouldn't mind seeing it run back. But as you mentioned, Marco, I think um, – you know what we saw on the uh, on the broadcast makes more sense. Who was speaking up? Sorry. Sorry. To be fair to Gagey, Edson Barbosa every time he exits off the cage, he exits either left or right, and he always exits with his hands down. And he, yeah. he mentioned that the game plan for that. So I mean, Edson Barbosa divided Edson Barbosa. He's always circled left or right with his hands down, and uh, Gagey cut the cage off and threw that right hook. And, and hit him right on the bottom. So, uh, but you can, you, you, about... can you can, yeah. you can also bring in the fact that he did get poked in the eye pretty viciously, right? Well, did he really? I mean, they, they, did it, they, he wasn't cold. Barbosa didn't complain about it. No, of course not. Bar, uh, Barbosa's not going to complain about it. He's just going to keep fighting, and uh, it's all, it's all uh, good. Uh, uh, I think we need to move on from this because it's it's just semantics, Marco. Okay, bro. I just wanted to, I just wanted to say something. Do you realize that every fight, except for two of them, went, went the distance? All these fights went all three rounds, except for the, the, the Gaethje fight. Um, right. Actually, and the three, three event. fights. Three fights. Um, uh, the the Coleman and then the um, Ross fight. So everything else went um, uh, um, one of three the rounds. Paul Craig won at the very end. He still finished before the, the end of the third. Yeah, 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 yeah. But that's that, that exactly. That's what she's saying. Like everything else, you know, besides three fights, uh, went the distance, and they were good fights. So let's get into mm-hmm. the next fight on the card. Mm-hmm. Go ahead and cue that music, DJ Tony. We have the famous delay. <laughs> David Branch at a minus one hundred five versus uh, Jack the Joker Hermanson at a minus. 125. How can they both be minuses? That's weird. Um, by submission in the first round. So um, let's recap what happened in the first fight. Uh, Marco had Gaethje. He was the only one who had Gaethje, and he had Gaethje by KO. Two points for Marco. Now, David Branch and Hermanson. Mm. DJ Tony, uh, sorry, Pam, let's start with you because you did not have Hermanson. You had Branch mm. in this one. And, 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 you know, it didn't last very long. And, and somehow Branch, the, the talented jiu-jitsu fighter, got stuck against Hermanson, against the cage, and had the tap. What you got going on here, Pammy? He got her manhandled is what happened. Wow. Here. I mean, he just, yeah, no jump, da dump dump um, that, that was just crazy, you know. But do you mem- I remember when uh, we were doing our picks, I was saying, I really don't know enough about um, – the Joker to, re- to really do um, because the UFC yeah. side is crap, so I really couldn't find any any information about him. But that was insane. I mean, he just went and seriously just like manhandled him, and it was insane. I mean, it, it was like it, it was just I don't know, like uh, I, I don't know, like David Branch. I don't know if he knew he was fighting that night because um, I mean, he just got manhandled. <laughs> Well, it was it was kind of strange, DJ Tony, right? I mean, we didn't expect uh, Hermanson to uh, 
uh, to do what he did, but he did get it off, and, and, and they were both, you know, not sweaty. It was very early in the round, mm-hmm. obviously in the first round. Um, DJ Tony, what were your thoughts on this one? And, and pretty impressive by Jack Hermanson to get this win, right? You're right. It's it's always good to get off when you're not sweaty. Wow. I knew that joke oh, was goodness. coming as soon as I said it. As soon as I said, yeah. The low-hanging fruit. The low-hanging fruit. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I, think, I think Marco and I call this, like, correctly. We both, I think, picked the Joker. The only thing is, I no. don't think any of us oh, had the Joker pulling off a submission against a, a Gracie black belt. Did that really just happen, let alone that early? But I think part of it, and, and I'll let Marco run with this, Proteus, but I think part of it is, is, is and we, I hate to admit it, I just think Branch has just got to the UFC, back to the UFC a little too too late in his career. I think he's starting to show signs of it, and I think Branch is always going to be up and down. Uh, and not, good Lord, we can actually insert a joke there too. But I think he's always going to be up up and down because, uh, you know, I don't know if he has it every single night. So, um, you know, shout out to the Joker, right? No, absolutely. I thought this was, uh, you know, something that was very shocking, obviously, because it happened very early. And, uh, yeah, it's something that uh, I'm sure David Branch would like to have back. Um, but he just got caught. And I, like I said, he got caught while, while uh, it was early in the fight. And uh, Jack Hermanson was able to take him down, get that bonus uh, performance of the night bonus. And, Marco, let's throw to you because uh, not much to talk about here, but very good performance by Jack Hermanson, correct? Look, I – I totally overlook uh, the Joker, man. I, 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 I did not know too much about him, but yeah. believe me, I'm paying attention now because having David Branch on your, on your, on your feather, you know, as a feather cat, is, is, yeah. is something that you gotta pay attention to. I mean, a Hensu Gracie Blatter got tapped out by a freaking uh, ins, uh, one Instagram freaking guillotine choke, but the setup for the freaking guillotine choke was impressive, man. First of all, the way he took him down, and then. We posted him down again. I mean, he tried to grab down. You're already staying down. And then yeah. from, from a rear naked shot position, he goes and slides his arm in for the arm in guillotine. And then slides to the side and, and guillotine freaking branch. In 49 seconds, mind you, in less than a minute. Yeah, I'm paying attention now. I mean, the good things are coming for the Joker, man. Uh, yeah, David Branch has been too much on and off in the UFC, man. Uh, he is going to be good again. The lesser, the lesser known names, but the, the, there is no fighting against the elite for David Brash anymore. He's going to be a, a, literally a gatekeeper, you know. And yeah. uh, everybody has to play a role. I mean, Gage is doing marvels with his uh, uh, run in the, in the UFC. Brash, not so much, but uh, he's still going to be valuable for the UFC. You know, he's a he's a name. People recognize him, the hardcores now. And, uh, yeah, I am paying attention to the Joker now. I totally got that one wrong. But, but you know, I, I, I'm not going to undersell the Joker anymore. Yeah, okay, so let's recap here on this particular fight. Uh, Pam and Marco had Branch by decision. DJ Tony and myself had the Joker. Uh, we both had TKO, Tony, but I had him in the second and you had him in the third. So as you mentioned, DJ Tony, neither of us saw, saw that coming first round submission. Very good and impressive win by Jack Hermanson. Good for him. So let's review real quickly, DJ Tony. 
um, the spotlight fights of the night because this is where you got your bread buttered. Uh, DJ Tony taking Watterson uh, by uh, third round submission. Uh, that didn't happen. We we did end up uh, seeing a great fight though. That went to decision. Uh, Pam taking uh, Holland, getting the point for that. Took sub submission third round. Uh, that no points for that. Uh, Marco oh also God, getting a point. Crazy. Right. Great fight. Oh. Uh, Marco also getting uh, a point, you know, taking um, kind of the uh, – <laughs> did, did not want to take uh, the Argentinian, right? You did not want to take the Argentine on that one. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I was wrong. It's not Argentinian, but it's still a Peruano con che tu madre. So there you go. Right. And then, of course, uh, I took Ray Borg, and, of course, uh, Ray Borg had a, a rough night, so let's not talk about that. So congratulations to Marco and Tony. You both take down the championship this week. Uh, you're both tied at three points on this particular weekend. So uh, spotlight fights in the night. Uh, save Tony, and uh, congratulations to both Correct of you. Mundo. Yes. All right, so quickly. Yeah, you will have to fight it out for the belt. Uh, go. <laughs> All right, so let's Take move on, guys. The one thing that I wanted to highlight from Bellator 219 was the very impressive performance, as I mentioned at the top, by Daniel Strauss. Um, Tony, we'll start with you because we know uh, you are the Bellator man on this show. Daniel Strauss has had a, a long road back uh, to success, and uh, he showed that, uh, in my opinion, that he hadn't missed a beat because he took care of that uh, fight quickly in an impressive fashion. Tony. You know, the the funny thing is that for those that don't know the Daniel Strauss story, he got into a really poor, meaning bad, motorcycle accident where he, he basically was thought he was going one way, went the other. No substances were, were involved yeah. in that. And he was told he would, he would never walk again. Um, not only did he not, and obviously never walk means you're never going to fight again. Not only did he not accept that, he learned to walk again. And if you look at some of his stories, just impressive, you guys. Like literally could not stand on his own two feet. Got to the point where he could stand. His legs were shaking. And if you look at those legs, they're, they're John Jones' chicken legs still, unfortunately. But the guy actually made a tremendous comeback, not only to be able to walk again, but to fight again, and like Proteus said, victorious with the submission, and he looked outstanding. Mind you, the quality of his combatant was sure. probably not at the highest quality, but he still made the comeback. So shout-out to Daniel Strauss as a person, not taking no for an answer and kind of being an inspiration, Proteus. Yeah, and, and Marco, I'm going to throw it quickly to you because I, I think that Tony is, is yes, the competition may have not been, you know, uh, the, the elite, but – I, I believe Strauss did exactly what he needed to do with this caliber of competition and showed, again, like I said at the top, that he hasn't missed a beat. I mean, that was that was pretty slick work. Correct, Marco? Okay, I'm going to be extremely honest. I did not watch the fight because I forgot. You saw the highlights, but, uh, though, right? I did watch the highlights on the internet, yeah. And, uh, look, regardless of the result of the fight, win or lose, the fact that the guy is walking again and that he's yeah. fighting again, it's a victory, you know, in upon itself. 
the winning the fight is just cherry on the top. But believe me, even if he could have lost this fight, there's no way that anybody can tell Daniel Strauss that that wasn't a win on, on, on life itself because he defeated all the odds. So good for Daniel Strauss. And a standing ovation for him. And, and uh, let's move forward and, 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 and you know, take one, and one more step toward, you know, becoming the Bellator champion again because that's where you belong, Daniel. Because you're a champion in life. I agree 100%. Pammy, you got a, you got a statement on this at all? Um, actually, I did watch his bio. I was able to catch the last three fights of that. Um, I want to shout out to my guy, Joe Schilling. Yeah, what's up? Play that pony. Play that pony. So that's my guy. And um, the, the Gertz and Awad fight, that was pretty, that was pretty crazy, too. Um, yeah, it was I a was great fight as well. Day. Yeah, that was insane. I, I mean, it was crazy. It was, it was a good fight. Good fight. But, yeah, shout out to Joe Schilling. Can't stop crazy. No, and I think that uh, just quickly to touch on that fight, I think uh, Schilling, you know, as they said on the broadcast and on the uh, they said on the recap, he he's kind of rounding out his skills. And I mean, he's a talented fighter as, uh, in the first place. So uh, good work for him as well. Okay, guys, I wanna I wanna transition real quickly because we are halfway through the show here and. We're about halfway through everything I want to talk about. So I, I, I want to talk about 1FC because um, they, they, they were promoting themselves very much last week. They were promoting this card. You know, we have Demetrius Johnson on there, uh, you know, a former champion in the 125-pound division in the UFC. You also have Eddie Alvarez, you know, former 155-pound champ. And uh, I thought that they, they promoted themselves well. I mean, we saw that uh, a lot of the interviews were coming out over here. Of course, the the time difference uh, played effect on whether or not you watched it live. I did not watch it live, but I did watch uh, the highlights. And I thought there was a lot of storylines that came out of this particular fight card. Of course, um, uh, Marco, you know, Demetrius Johnson is also in... Uh, a tournament and looked very impressive. Of course, international rules at play here in one FC. Marco, what did you think about Demetrius Johnson's performance over there in one FC or championship, whichever one, you know, him that one. <laughs> so, uh, or just one. Yes. One in capital letters, whichever one. Yeah. So one championship, whatever. OC. Whatever I call it, man. So I did not watch the live, uh, I did use the internet to watch the two fights that I was really interested on, the Dimitri Johnson fight and the A.D. Alvarez fight. That's the only thing that really got my interest on this whole thing. Uh, Demetrius, he did run into a little bit of trouble in the beginning, you know, but then Dimitri Johnson did what Dimitri Johnson does and, uh, and uh, finished the, 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 the fight with a submission. A slick freaking groundwork from Dimitri Johnson. I hit the shoe to win the whole tournament, you know what I mean? Uh, I'm not saying that he's not going to run into a little trouble, but I think he's way more talented than everybody else on the freaking uh, roster out there on, on, on a 1SC or 1 championship. Uh, now, uh, Eddie Alvarez, man, that was surprising to me, and I, I don't know what was wrong with Eddie because he wasn't throwing. He was waiting too much, and uh, I do not know who the hell the guy that beat him is. I mean, I never heard of him before, but he put it on Eddie, dude. And, uh, I'm like, I was surprised. Now, I'm not going to press the panic button yet, 
because the, the very first time Eddie, Eddie Alvarez came to the USC, he also got his ass handed to him, but then he went and, came and became the champion. So in one of those things with Eddie Alvarez, once in a while he'll have an off night, and he'll look really bad, and then he'll rebound and, uh, and look good again. But he's getting up in age too, man. I mean, the, Eddie Alvarez got a lot of mileage on his body. He's on the wrong side of 30 when it comes to being a fighter. So maybe, maybe, just maybe, uh, the, he got out of the USC right on time of his prime, you know, because you know how it goes, you know. If you're too good outside and the USC says, hey, we still got the best fighters, and then you're not, it's like we got rid of him just in time. But uh, Eddie, uh, it wasn't a good look for him, man. Uh, good for the one, you know, they can claim that they got legit fighters up there. I wonder about that, what I start testing, show me the results there, one, show me the freaking uh, testing results, the drug testing, all those people that complain about Jusara okay. here, Jusara there. Yeah, I, I know you said I got their problems, but everybody else, what are the freak, what is the freaking testing? Who are they testing? Show me the results. Show me the wire results one. Yeah, a little bit more transparency would be good for them. Yeah, I, I, again, I mean, we're only touching on one right now because there are the big stories like we just mentioned, Demetrius Johnson, Eddie Alvarez, Pam. Um, mm-hmm. I think that we've discussed this on this show previously that I thought that it, 1FC is, is really the right place for Demetrius Johnson, whether or not Eddie Alvarez gets the win. He's had that, uh, you know, that trouble with getting uh, wins in new uh, organizations in the past. But I thought the real story was Demetrius Johnson. I thought he looked comfortable in there. He looked, uh, you know, using the inf- the uh, international rules. Yes, Marco, as you Mark pointed out, you know, had a little bit of uh, rustiness, of course. You would expect that, Pam, with the new mm-hmm. rule set. But I thought looked very well. What did you think going into this particular fight? And if you want to comment on Eddie Alvarez as well, please do. Well, I think with Demetrius Johnson, I think that he is in a place where he is respected. I, I think he's in a place where he is appreciated. And I think he's in a place where he's getting paid his worth. And, and I, think he, I, I think he's happy, and I think it's good for him. Um, Eddie, you know, Eddie, Eddie's up and down. He's taken some ass whoopings, and he comes back better than ever. But I did see the pictures of that eye injury, yeah. and, man, that, w- that, that looked terrible. I mean, Terrible because it even looked like like not so much that the skin was cut, it looked like he had damaged his actual eyeball. So, um, you know, you know, and I work for an eye doctor, and I've seen some crazy stuff at the office. And man, you only have two eyes. So once you know, once they're gone, you can't. I'll just get a new one. It doesn't work that way. So you you have to, you know, you get to the to the point in your life where you got to start start taking care of your health. And he's got. Um, Three little kids, he's got a wife and three or four kids, I don't know. But, you know, you, you have to start weighing out, okay, you know, got to start weighing what's more important in your life. And, and I think right now, I don't know, that, that's, um, that was a pretty bad, um, that, that, that was a lot of damage that he took. Even it was just his eye, that's a lot of damage that he took. So I don't know, maybe he's in a time in his life where he needs to start weighing the pros and cons of what do I want to do? Do I want to continue this or... You know, yeah, uh, I get where but, you're going there, Pam. I get where you're going. Um, a, a real quick interjection but, with Mighty Mouse. Mm-hmm. You know, like we know that he's happy there on one FC, but now on the ESPN era, 
Mighty Mouse, you know, ESPN and Disney could have been a perfect fit, man. Mighty Mouse. Uh, yeah, I get, I get it. I get where that's that's a good one. Boom, boom, <laughs> DJ Tony, boom, boom. Uh, yeah, I get it. I get it, man. I don't. I I really don't understand why they're not. Thank you, DJ Tony. I really don't understand why the UFC wasn't more uh, behind Demetrius Johnson. It seems like a a weird thing to do. I mean, we talked about the trade, DJ Tony. Uh, but let's throw to you. And I I really I really would like to to focus on on this particular win for Demetrius Johnson. You know. Marco says that you know DJ is a sure win to win the tournament, and I don't just I don't discount that at all, that that at all. But I mean, I just wanted to say that you know Demetrius Johnson, a hydrated Demetrius Johnson, looks like a completely different human being. If you looked at the uh, post-fight uh, interviews, and I thought he looked really good. I mean, I, we I thought DJ Tony, we saw. Uh, uh, we saw Demetrius Johnson like transition on the ground really well. He was throwing, I, and I didn't mind the the elbow on the ground or the knee on the ground, Tony. I thought I might mind that knee on on the ground to the downed uh, opponent, but I didn't. What I really don't like is soccer kicks. So, DJ Tony, what do you have going on here in this particular fight in One FC? You know, Proteus, I know that you want to focus on Demetrius Johnson, and I know that you want to yeah. focus on Eddie Alvarez's, and I can tell you right now what happened to Eddie Alvarez. It was his freaking wife constantly yelling oh, that gets on everybody's nerves. That, that's what happened. I mean, listen, oh, if, I'm, if I have someone constantly yelling, Eddie, Eddie, you know what? I'm going to give up too, and I'll take that shot right in the ear like he did. But I'll, but I think we're missing burying the lead here, guys. Angela yeah. Lee lost. That I think is 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 the the biggest uh, issue that we see here. And of course the drops aren't working. So you know what? Never mind that one. I'll give myself a record scratch on that one. You know what? I I actually agree with Marco on this one, Proteus. I think part of it was that I didn't think. I know that you're saying DJ looks pretty good. I. I there it goes, of course. It's always going to be late. And that's, that. and that's for Angela Lee, not for, not for DJ, obviously. But I thought DJ didn't look like DJ in the first round. Yeah, second round, he did it. He, he came through. And, of course, you know, his, his ground game, everything about DJ is pretty good, right? His striking's pretty good. Um, his, his submission game is, of course, outstanding. So, yeah, he submitted someone that I never heard of. Yuya Wak. Uh, Matsu, who the we haven't heard guy? of any of these but, people. It's TJ, who's your Well, mother? we have heard of Gary Tonin. Right? Gary Tonin actually had a victory, so that wasn't bad. True. So uh, yeah. Timothy, Nasty, you can, who the heck is that guy? Never heard of that guy. Yeah. But listen, shout out to 1FC. They're doing some good stuff. They did sign a, a couple good UFC stars. Maybe they'll sign another one along the way. Uh, Angela Lee, I honestly thought, was a very talented person. But I didn't think DJ looked like DJ until probably the second round. And I'm not sure if that was just them flying over overseas right. and not looking good. Or maybe DJ heard this was still sore about hearing Eddie Alvarez's wife yelling in the background. And maybe that threw his game off in the first round. But, All right. you know, DJ's DJ. <laughs> he, he, was, he was fantastic. Yeah. Okay. So I thought it was a, a great performance um, by DJ. I thought that uh, he looked – like he could take advantage of 
of the new rule set. And again, I think there's a transition period, as you mentioned, Tony, you know, they're fighting, fighting on the other side of the world, you know, and they're fighting under different regulations. Uh, like Marco said, perhaps uh, the non-honest supplements come into effect. All kinds of holes can be poked into 1FC's, uh, the way that they're doing things. But uh, let's be honest. It was good showing, in my opinion, for DJ. I think that's a great place for him. He's going to be respected, like Pam said, in that particular promotion, and I hope all the best for him. Uh, because but I, I have uh, one question. How in the field they don't just interject uh, Dimitri Johnson as a, in a championship bout right away? Why does he have to go to a tournament? Well, I think it it builds the story, though, Marco. I think it builds the story a little bit more of Demetrius Johnson slaying all of the comers. And I understand. I mean, he agreed to it, and and, and I don't got a problem with it. But it is Demetrius Johnson who cried out loud, you know? Marco, I'm sure they're pissing money into his mouth, so I'm sure he's fine. So. Okay, so let's move on to the up-down report. Uh, DJ Tony, I, I, did, uh, I did miss the up-down report, so let's do that before the show go, goes to the end. Did you want to get the up-down report in right now before the news? Let's just get it in right now because, you know, since we're talking wrestling, and, yeah, that's not a real thing. Let's go into the up-down report, guys, because we saw a lot of things. Obviously, Gagey, Hermanson, Josh Emmett, Watterson, Paul Craig, so did Yusef. We got to take that off before we get flagged, of course, for using somebody else's uh, music. But my up-down report, Pam, I'm going to go first on this one. And mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know where you can go anywhere but where we're going with this, so got to do it. And I know that you guys don't want to talk about this, but Michelle Watterson defeated Carolina Kovacavitz. Up down re- up re- report goes to Michelle Watterson for looking fantastic, Absolutely. and I don't mean visually, no, but I mean looking fantastic on ESPN. I mean, gosh, they gave her a stage and she took it. Unfortunately, Carolina Kovalkiewicz goes with the down report. She didn't look like herself. I posted this on Twitter and Instagram. She wasn't crossing her legs, didn't do the wink. She just didn't look loose like the normal Carolina Kovalkiewicz. But shout out to Michelle Watterson. So the up down up report, Michelle Watterson down. Carolina Kovalkiewicz. Pam, we go to you. Who goes up? Who goes down? All right. Well, you took my my spot, but I. You know what? Since you took my spot, I'll, I'll go with somebody else. Um, I will say Michael Johnson goes down. Um, You know, where do you go from here? And, you know, Justin Gagey going up, no place else but to go up for him. That's actually not a bad one because, unfortunately, uh, Michael Johnson, gosh, again, gets uh, demolished really bad. And, of course, like Marco was Mm -hmm. saying, probably on the wrong side of 30. Marco, we go to you. Uptown Report. And he was winning. (laughs) And and he got beat by powder. Uh, Marco, we go to you. Up-down reporter. Who goes up? Who goes down? This is an all-African up-down reporter. Sadiq Jusek goes up because the guy did look impressive, patient, uh, very sharp, striking, you know. Uh, The the kid is a real prospect, so keep an eye on him. That's my report. On the other token, Kennedy, I cannot pronounce his last name, the other Nigerian dude that lost to Paul Craig 
on the last minute of the third round when he was winning the stupid fight, gets caught on a freaking triangle <laughs> and top out. I mean, the kid was undefeated. He, he looked like a million dollars coming off the bus, you know. You can see some talent in there, but how in the hell you get out of a triangle, put back into the triangle, and then bicycle freaking torn and, 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 and tap out? Dude, Kennedy, Kennedy, whatever your last name is, uh, wow. The, that is an up-down report for me because you broke – the old African-Nigerian streak of 17 straight wins by Nigerian fighters <laughs> by losing. So that's my down report. Actually, that's not a good, that's not a bad one. That's actually a pretty good one. And I think it's in Zekchukwu, but I could be wrong on that one. Uh, Insert, yeah. uh, you know, who the F is that guy? Yeah, well, we'll if he becomes somebody, we'll learn it. In the meantime, <laughs> what's wrong with you? And Proteus, we go to you as I throw you to the next segment as well. Uptown report. Who goes up? Who goes down? Yeah, I'm going to stay where uh, Marco just was, and I'm going to take Paul Craig as the up my up report. I watched that whole fight, and I thought uh, kid no play Kennedy, um, you know, looked great in, until he lost the fight really, really easily by a, a more talented grappler. Uh, who know, knew what he was doing. So up report, Paul Craig. Uh, I'm going to have to go with my down report, as Pam has, had mentioned. As Pam had mentioned, uh, David Branch on my down report. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we're coming to the end of the show, but I wanted to throw one quick uh, piece of information that Marco touched on, and we've touched on in previous shows, guys. So let's throw to the news. What the heck is going on out there, DJ Tony? I knew you wouldn't have that drop ready, so I'll just go right into it. So, listen, guys, uh, we have a little bit of controversy coming out of this one. As Marco mentioned, uh, the ESPN interview of Justin Gaethje. Uh, Marco, we'll throw quickly to you, uh, and you can recap as much as I didn't. Um, you know, Paul Felder, as you said, respective, or respectfully you know, calling out Gaethje, and he has called out Gaethje before, and he said he wanted the winner. And uh, what you got going on here? And what do you think about current fighters being on not only the booth but on the ESPN live broadcast on the desk? Does this cause a little bit of conflict of interest, or do you think it's great for the UFC because they get to pr- promote the guys who are on? Not only commentary, but on the desk, Marco. So, so the the situation was that uh, you know, Felder actually called the winner of Barbosa versus Gagey on his previous fight against James Big. He called it. He said, "I won the winner." You know. Yep. He did that with a puncher loan, by the way. <laughs> Calling out somebody with a puncher loan. That, that's some cojones, but whatever. And then he mentioned it again after Gagey won. You know, on the commentary desk. And when, when Gage was in front of him, you know, because he doesn't want to be a punk, you know, calling somebody out and then don't say it to his face, he very, very respectfully said, hey, it would be a great fight for the fans, you know. I know eventually we're going to have to collide and, you know, unlock horns. Gage tried to take it lightly, you know, you can tell that he was a little bit annoyed. And then after the fight with TV, he says, Chrome, he was really, really annoyed about it because, you know, you're stealing my thunder. But 
me personally, because of the way Paul Felder uh, approached it, and because, you know, it was a, the executive producers just telling them to, to actually do it, uh, I don't have a problem with it. It, it didn't uh, become something ugly on TV. It was actually very lighthearted, you know. Uh, they, they joked back and forward about it. And if, like I said, at this time, at this moment in time, Gagey does not have anybody to fight. The, the timeline kind of worked because, you know, Felder just fought a, a couple of weeks ago. And uh, ranking wise on the UFC, they're number six and number nine. They're both actual fighters, they're both very entertaining fighters, and they can freaking uh, main event the next freaking UFC on ESPN. So the fight, on that sense, it makes sense of that uh, scenario. Uh, Gage is not fighting Khabib anytime soon because he has to wait for the winner of Potter Max, you know? Potter Max got next tips uh, on, uh, on uh, Khabib. If Khabib ever fights again, that's another story for another day. But uh, make the fight because uh, the other, other possibility would be like the, the winner of Aya Quinta Cerrone. I, I wouldn't be mad about it either. But a lot of people are making a big deal about it, and I don't think it's so much of a big deal. They've done it before. They did it with Tony Ferguson on the desk. They did it with Anthony Smith on the desk. It has been done before. And uh, the way the Paul Felder approached it, that is why I don't have a problem with it. He didn't try to make it all about himself. He gave all the props to Gage first. And then he said, because of all the respect I got for you, I would like to throw my name over the hat. So I don't have a problem with it. All right, Pam, I'm not going to weigh mm-hmm. on this one, in on this one because I know DJ Tony wants to get the uh, caboose on this one. So, Pam, weigh in, please. What are your thoughts on this? Um, I, I think it, you know, people are making too much of a big deal about it. I mean, it wasn't done, um, you know, to, to cause strife or anything. You know, Paul Felder's a straight-up guy. Justin Gage is a straight-up guy. I, I think, um, you know, and, and, both of them, and, and both of them and Karen Bryant, even brought it, you know, brought up the subject on on Twitter, and that people basically took it out of context. It's, you know, no big deal, whatever. Um, but I, I do like, I, I love Paul Felder on the mic. I, I love having fighters um, doing the announcing because I love the breakdowns, I love the explanations. I love, okay, now look for this. This is coming up, and he should do this. And because it, it, you know, as lay people, you know, I'm not a fighter. I just watch the fights. I like the breakdowns, so I can sometimes. Oh, okay, I see, I get it. I, I see what they're doing. I see what they're doing. So I don't have an issue with it at all. Okay, so I, I, I have I have a, a, a bit of a take here before you, you weigh in now, Tony, because I was okay with the broadcast and having that kind of a breakdown uh, by a fighter who is injured right now and probably probably will not fight again. But... Paul Felder uh, is an active fighter. And I don't know, DJ Tony, if this is kind of something that ESPN wants to promote. Um, what are your thoughts on, on what happened on, on Saturday night? I, I, I say this with all due respect. I couldn't disagree more with, with Pam and, and, uh, and Marco on this one. Not even close. Paul Felder sticks and four in his last 10, you guys. Paul Felder, and let, let's be honest about the Ferguson. Ferguson did not call out. Kevin Lee. Kevin Lee called out Tony Ferguson, so that was completely wrong, and that was Kevin Lee just trying to be Kevin Lee. Listen, if you're commentating that night, you put your commentating hat on and you leave your fighter hat off, let alone when you when you at the time you're not even in the top ten. It's like, come on. 
let's 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 be honest about this. You're trying to steal somebody's thunder, let alone someone that's not long for the game. Gagey's not going to be in this game for another three to four years, guys. He's not. He can't take that kind of punishment. And if he does, he might end up not being himself. Uh, I'll put it to you that way. So I thought it was completely uncalled for, whether it was a producer saying, yeah, yeah, it's okay or not. If you have to, to defend your actions, means you did something wrong. So love Karen Bryant. Paul Felder's okay on the commentary. I do think Paul Felder is a stand-up guy, but they were completely wrong. They did steal his thunder. Wrong time. Call it out afterwards. But if you're on the air, be a professional. Okay, so... I, I, I agree with you. I agree with you on, a, on, on, the, on the part of the... Maybe not trying to steal his thunder, but have something in 2020. Because we are talking about it right now, did we really give Justin Gage more thunder? Because... Everybody's talking about the incident, whether it was positive or negative. I mean, a lot of people think it's, uh, some people think it's positive, some people think it's negative. But at the end of the day, people are talking about it. So right. in a way, you are promoting the fighter. Right. So I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna call back to a show probably like maybe a year and a half ago, maybe two years ago, when I was talking to Danny Austin about uh, the new angle that um, the UFC was going in. And, and I, I, I threw out there that, you know, no publicity is bad publicity. And I think that's exactly what's happening here. I think that we've, we've, we've introduced, excuse me, Paul Felder to ESPN audience. We saw him fight, as we mentioned, uh, on ESPN, or, or whether it be the plus or it be the, the uh, OG ESPN. We've seen Paul Felder. He's commentating. I think that this is exactly what not only ESPN, but the UFC want. They want you guys to be invested. They want the casual fan to be invested. It's a new era. And I, I'm not 100% agreeing with, you know, the fact that uh, we should be, you know, WWE with it, but I can understand what they're doing. You know, get Paul Felder who had already, as we mentioned, you know, called out the winner of this fight and, and, Hey, let's do it, man. Like Marco says, there's not much clarity in this division. So, I mean, let's get, let's get it done and let's get it through. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, if you're listening live, um, probably this show will not come out today. It'll probably come out tomorrow uh, because uh, we're just recording on Wednesdays because that's what we're doing now. I do apologize. So let's go ahead and get out of here, though, for this week, guys. I mean, we had more to get to, but. We've only got three minutes left in the show, and I want to give everyone an opportunity to do their Twitter follow or their guilty pleasure of the week. So, Pam, let's start with you, mm-hmm. and let's get out of here for this week. Cue that music, DJ Tony. Um, Pam, what do you got? You mm-hmm. got a uh, Twitter follow, or do you got a guilty pleasure of the week? What you got? I have, um, I have a guilty pleasure. On, ne- on Netflix, it's called Ship's Creek. Oh my gosh, you guys! Oh yeah, this it's show Canadian is show. hysterical. It, have you seen it? I've heard of it. I haven't watched it. Oh my god, it's a riot! You all have to check it out. It's a freaking riot. So that's what I've been doing. As soon as I get off here, I'm gonna go watch an episode because it is freaking funny. Hey, you up Shit's Creek? Shit's Creek. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, DJ Tony, let's throw to you. Uh, we we got a lot of talking this week. I thought uh, the show moved along well. We covered a lot of topics. I didn't get to all the news, but 
Um, you got a little guilty pleasure this week, or you got a Twitter follow that we need to know about? What you got, brother? I got both. So Twitter follow the week, just because I think she will be a star, and I think uh, I think it's coming, guys, pretty soon, and not in a bad way. Angela Lee, follow oh. her from one, of course. Follow her at Angela Lee MMA. Uh, my guilty pleasure of the week, and I hope I didn't steal this from either you or Marco. But last year I got into last TV season for whatever that's worth. I got into the show called Barry on HBO. I didn't. I, I honestly didn't think I was going to get into it, and somehow it just crept up on me. The new season came out on HBO. It's called Barry, basically a hitman that wants to be an actor. I don't know why I got into this, but I'm into it. So that's my All right. guilty pleasure. Well, that's the whole point of the guilty pleasure, right? That's exactly why we call it guilty pleasure. Um, so listen, <clears throat> quickly I'm going to mention, and Marco, you can comment on this later, I'm excited for the next uh, Marvel movie. Uh, I don't know why, but I am, so hashtag guilty pleasure. Hashtag uh, Proteus' shower pick for this week is uh, Nobody Speak uh, by DJ Shadow. Uh, I'm about two years behind on this one, but I do apologize. Uh, featuring Run the Jewels. You need to watch the video to this song because the visualizations that are coming through in this song are important for everyone to see, especially Americans. So go ahead and check this one out. Uh, Nobody Speak uh, by DJ Shadow featuring Run the Jewels. It's on the playlist at YouTube Music, hashtag PRO. B-E-U-S. Marco, get us out of here for this week. Guilty pleasure. Twitter follow. It's all yours. Run the jewels. So I got two guilty pleasures this week. One, I, oh boy. Got, into the, I, I got into the rabbit hole, and I went to YouTube, and I watched all the American, American Got Talent Champions edition. It was super entertaining. I don't know why. Uh, YouTube is a, is, is, is a goldmine when it comes to stuff like that. But, the podcast, Survival, uh, it features the stories of uh, what people will do in cases of extreme you know, distress and how to survive. They, they start with the history of Shin Yo Pak, the only, per- the only North Korean that had ever escaped from the prison camp number 14. That is the, like, the maximum security of maximum security of prison camp. Uh, the story is very uh, engulfing. You, you, you have to listen to to understand what these people go through up there in North Korea. Uh, yep. So check out Survival on uh, on iTunes, man. Um, survival podcast, or is it just called Survival? It's survival. That's it. You will find it uh, as soon as you do your, your, your search queue. Survival will be the first right there. You can't miss it. Follow Tony and the Tony. Follow producer Prodius. Follow Pan and Pandora Pandora Box. Follow me at Maldo Marco. Follow the show at another MMA cast. Red and Revia Snacklecats. We need the, the reviews, the, 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 the five stars, so it helps the algorithm. There's no MMA this weekend, but we're on the road to, road to Oh, hey, you guys, um, real quick. Pick Diaz versus the Goat this weekend. Outro. I'm sorry. I, I, I meant to say, and I forgot. Pick Diaz versus the Goat this weekend. We've done it, guys, 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 next week. And just like that, Tammy. We are gone. (laughs) Hey, I'm not surprised, motherfuckers.